This week on Pretty Cool Sequel Remake. Doing, go up to the door and talking about the ring the bell and it's trick or treat. Who's that? Burn in hell, you piece of shit. Don't miss some movies shouldn't exist let's pretend they do i'm peter hunter i'm desmond ports and i'm scott hanshu and welcome to the prequel sequel remake podcast halloween time one of these episodes things are getting real scary up in oh you know what we didn't we didn't do the we didn't do the halloween names intro oh some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Haunter. I'm a Desmond Corpse. And I am Scott Hangs You. <laughs> and welcome to Prequel Sequel Remake, the movie and comedy podcast where we do what, Scott Hanshu? Well, we make prequels and sequels and remakes. One of each, actually, yeah. every episode. Yeah. And it's for the movies that don't have them and probably... Should not. But we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because fuck it. Yep. <laughs> Kicking off the Halloween season. You know, this is the only podcast spookier than that dog and the Goosebumps intro, intro with the green eyes. Ooh. Still can't sleep properly. Can't sleep. I, I think that. that yeah. You know, that, yeah, no. The, the shifty eyed dog. The floating Goosebumps G fucking. Yeah, what's floating through neighborhoods? But that pretty metal theme song. That's a theme song, badass. Yeah, it's a great theme song. With the dog synth. Oh my gosh. Cut out us doing that. It always bothered me how many like original like manuscripts R.L. Stein is losing there. They're just flying out of the briefcase. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you want to, you know, are those published works? No, that's all gone. It's all on the up and up. Anyway, what are we here to do today, boys? Yeah, well. We discuss fine art. Yeah. First and foremost. Because this podcast is fine um, art. Really got to nail that home. We yeah. Can't, we can't hit that point enough that this is a fine art podcast. First and foremost, nothing in my life is as important as the acceptance in the, the high art, I'm sorry, fine art community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was hoping someone would add to that. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I mean, I I was just enthralled because, you know, I I agree so hard. And then and and, and it's so true that, um, you know, we take... Uh, we, you know, the, we're like the equivalent of like, uh, you know, when you're in like an art class and they put like some fruit in some like, you know, spherical or conical objects like on a thing. You're supposed to like, you know, do an accurate still life. We're like that, but times a million. Oh, you know what I mean? Can you count to Fine a million? Art. Try. One, Try. two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. But He's only joking, but, folks. Know, but yeah. for real. It's times a million. Yeah, times a million. And what are we times a million in? Well, to bring in the spooky season, let's uh, let's 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 take it back uh, about a decade to a Halloween classic, classic Halloween horror comedy classic, Shaun of the Dead. And you knew that because you clicked on this. <laughs> you already knew that. it. So yeah, we're contextualizing. Let's stop being fucking coy. Yeah, <laughs> and dive right in. Shaun of the Dead. Ah, 2004. Director Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, and others. But, you know. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Nye. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's, who's great, too. Yeah. I should have put that down. So, uh, short synopsis. Uh, after being dumped by his girlfriend, Liz, Kate Ashfield, Sean, Simon Pegg, is tasked with saving his best friend, Simon Pegg, 
I do it regularly twice. Nick Frost. <laughs> Nick Frost. Uh, uh, Nick Frost. Nick Frost. It could be argued. Mother. He's his own best friend. Penelope Winton. Stepfather. Bill Nye. Is that how you say it? Nicky? Uh, no, I know. I think Nahi. it's Nahi. Nahi? I'm almost positive I, it's Nahi. I don't mm. know. Yeah. He's a great actor. He is. And, I'm sorry, and more. From a zombie outbreak in this quiet London town, hijinks ensue, references are made, and everything is generally pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's true. Well, yeah. uh, well described. And I always really worry going back on comedy movies. You know, I didn't really, but this one I wasn't, I was like, nah, it's, it's still going to be good. And it was. It yeah. held up. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it really does. Up. And I'm, I'm very happy for that because it's, you know. Those guys put it together. Solid. They got solid, cool little editing gig oh, yeah. gags here and there. You know, their kind of signature thing. Oh, he's such a visual. Dry, story. witty style. It's mm. just fun, good time. Yeah. Plus zombies. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw this, like, I saw it at, like, a party, and it was, like, me and, like, eight other friends, and I was the only one laughing at the movie, and I was like, what the hell's wrong with these people? Where the, maybe they're not really your friends. I mean, I don't talk to any of them anymore. Well... That so. <laughs> I mean, so dad, the, the proof is in the pudding, yeah. and the pudding is in the f- fridge, and the pudding f- is bread in the f- England. The pudding in the fridge is for future Scott only, <laughs> so don't uh, yeah. get any ideas. Oh, well, future future Peter is watching his sugar, so he doesn't want that pudding anyway. So yeah. we, we, future Scott and future Peter would get along just fine. Oh. Tapioca in the freezer. Future Peter watching the sugar. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, you know we're all <laughs> we're all we're getting up there. We're all getting, getting up there. Getting up there. Got enough roughage today. No, gotta get a little more. Gotta stay regular. So instead of talking about bowel movements, I saw you know I saw this movie in theaters. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Because I want. Did this come out around the time as the Dawn of the Dead remake? The year after. The year after. Yeah, I think that was 2003, and this was 2004. So this is like a whole zombie craze, right? Or reemergence with 28 Days Later, really? Which that's an awesome movie too but I, I definitely like I credit this movie and the Dawn of the Dead remake for really getting me into zombies mm-hmm. I really didn't grow up watching like you know the classic Romero ones I didn't see those till later love them absolutely yeah. Um, but yeah uh, it was double whammy for me with Shaun of the Dead because it was kind of my introduction to zombie films and mm-hmm. kind of British humor uh, my British oh, really? humor sense didn't grow up really watching Monty Python or anything mm-hmm. uh, uh, my British entertainment was Mr. Bean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Bean Mr. and me and Thomas Gallo. the Tank Engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that counts. You guys like the Raiders. Yeah. You like the fucking Raiders. You like the Raiders. Yo, bro. You like the Raiders? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but you were saying uh, British humor. Um, and, and, man, there's something about it, especially the way Edgar Wright does it, because he's like... A young, he was a younger dude at yeah. the time. He wasn't an old crotchety fuck like like the Monty Python guys. And it was like this 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 young uh, 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 life breathing yes. into into British humor and like yeah, you're saying with like the fast editing. Uh, 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 um, he's really a visual storyteller. There's so much fun to to, to be had just viewing the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of love for the, for this movie. It's it's infinitely funny. Yeah, uh, uh, the interplay between Ed and and and. Sean, um, Liz's general disdain for Ed. Yeah. But, like, not necessarily disdain, kind of like, yeah, he's a loser. 
You're not your best self hanging out with him all the time. Yeah, he brings out your he brings out your worst tendencies. You love him, but he brings out the worst in you. Um, and you know, ultimately, he has to let go of that to grow as a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they provide you know they give you the real world stakes in, in, in a zombie movie, which is which is great because so often they just kind of trail off into oh well now it's just all about survival and yeah. you know and about shooting. Yeah, shooting. It's never about getting yeah. someone. Shooting. It's rarely about getting someone their insulin. It's about, you know, <laughs> it's about fucking getting the guns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in Con Air, they get insulin and the guns. <laughs> Give them the guns. Give them all the guns. Um, yeah, I'll say one of the things I really like about this movie is it gets better every time you watch it because a lot of the humor is self-referential. I'd say the majority of the humor is self-referential. They'll set up, they'll establish something early and they'll reference it later in the movie. Um, that happens, you know, when they talk about, like, the barkeeper, like, the owner and his wife, and then, like, that comes up at the end when there's zombies in the bar. Um, like... So good. Le- uh, leave him alone, like, with Pete is used a few times. Um, the, 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 the play House of the Dead on um, Xbox or some crap that the game wasn't on. Um, Are they playing House of the Dead? It's House of the, it's House they, of the Dead it. at the beginning. It's Halo at the end. No, no, no. It's Time Splitters at the end. Oh, is sure. it Time Splitters? Time Splitters 2 at the oh, end Oh, that's sure. better. That game's better yeah. than Halo, yeah. so that's is there awesome. S- in many ways it is. Is there some kind of like rule in cinema, and we probably talked about this already, but rule in cinema where if you're showing a video game, you have to show it being played the absolutely wrongest way possible? Like, um, oh, he's got a GameCube controller, and that guy's got a PlayStation. And yeah. Whoa! Very good question, Scott, and yes. You are yeah, absolutely that correct. correct. It's kind of like you can't show someone exhaling a bong hit or something like that. Yeah. Like, can't, can't show video games, right? Just Dude, can't yeah. do it. Grandma's Boy's the worst. It's oh, uh, it They is. have him, like, developing a game in real time on an Xbox. Yeah. And I'm just working on my game I'm making. It's well, and I'm thinking about well, it. It might be a legal thing, right? To, you it, know, like it, legal representation. It's like, oh no, we are only simulating, you know, Nintendo or PlayStation. I think it's like, just laziness. You were going to say, or just, or just kit. Ignorance. Yeah, I was going to say something about a dev kit. That, but it isn't a dev valid. kit. A dev kit would be a giant hulking you, thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah. definitely. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a version of the console where you can develop, uh, test, develop, build as a game. That's what a dev kit is. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. Um, but general plot, uh, should we go into it? I mean, um, yeah, sure. I mean, basically, like it starts. You know, Sean is dating this girl, Liz. They're like kind of going through like a. Lo- they're like at that point of the relationship, they've been together for a long time, starting to get you know through the doldrums, doing the same stuff all the time. Two years, she hasn't yeah. met his mom. Yeah, want, yeah, exactly. Hasn't met the mom yet. Like needs to take the next step. And Sean is really complacent. You know, he's in his late twenties. He's work. He's a middle manager at an electronics store. He still lives, you know, with two other guys. Like total push over and that yes. dude's just using his phone he's like yeah in a minute I'm, I'm using my phone it's like oh yeah you fucking hand that yeah. phone over yeah and that kid and brat. that kid is a zombie at the end uh, pushing shopping carts so oh nice yeah yeah I, I really love um that the zombie thing starts way earlier than it is recognized oh, by oh, yeah. the main character that and, is great and my I, I love aspects. that sort of like you know Dumb humor, you know, but it's it's and it's so obvious, you know, obvious to the audience, but it's still done and it's tasteful. You Watching know? Yeah. a man devour pigeons, yeah, like, like, exactly. Like, oh, and then Sean's like, wait, what? He notices it, but then he gets like zapped out of it. Yeah, in his real life. Uh, yeah, um, does at the electronic store, thinking like a car goes by. Um, but yeah, so he's like got this big like anniversary dinner with 
uh, Liz, or it's just a, is it an anniversary or is it just a special occasion? Like they were supposed to go somewhere Ooh, else. I want to say it's an anniversary, man. Yeah, I, um, I, I might have slipped on that one detail. But she doesn't want to go to his local pub. She wants to go someplace nice. And yeah. How does he fuck it up? He like, the night before he like stays up all night like drinking and like hanging out. No, he does it after he gets done. He does it after. I think he just yeah. forgot. He just forgot. Up. Yeah, because um, he's <laughs> a mess up. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not. He's not doing too well. He's not doing too well. Um, he gets dumped. Um, he spends the next night like getting super like drunk and like playing electro music on like electro. Hot, yeah, on like record players. Yeah, with, uh, Ed and then wake up the next morning. And roommate gets super pissed off. Yeah, he does. Who, that. The roommate Darth played Maul. by uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Darth only, Maul. only in voice. Only the only, voice. Yeah, but uh, weird. The, yeah, weird. yeah. Uh, uh, Peter. I remember, remember Darth Maul talking. Yeah, yeah I know. he had like I eight know, lines. Scott. Yes. <laughs> Fucking. We're not gonna. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, not rehash. Darth Maul being over advertised and only having like eight lines in the movie. Peter Sarah Sarah. Nafowitz. Yeah, it's I can't, Peter's. I n- 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 he's funny. He's yeah, he's yeah. very funny. He's really made, made. You know, he's kind of the character who just points out a lot of the major obstacles and flaws that that you know Sean will eventually have to overcome. And so once they, the following day, once they figure out that there are zombies, yeah, and they have to try and figure out what to do with it, they come up with a plan to first go get Sean's mom, and then also to get. His girlfriend back, yeah, and then go to the pub, yeah. um, and of course wait for the whole thing to blow. Yeah, yeah. wait for all which, to blow. Yeah. That's also one of my favorite aspects yeah. of the movie. That the replay of that idea where it's like, yeah, that's pretty on par with what I would. Yeah, yeah right. Like, hmm. yeah, go back to the pub and chill out. And once they get to the pub, they're just drinking like warm beer, yeah, eating peanuts, and <laughs> just like really. Uh, Unceremonious. Uh, it's yeah. really like, boring for like a second there. Once they arrive to the destination, yeah. Until uh, you get that brilliant uh, choreographed fight scene when the zombies bust down the door to uh, Queen. Don't yeah. stop me now. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the best scenes in the movie, I'd say. And then ma- you know, magically, while the mom who would, had been hiding her zombie bite is like going and turning into a zombie, the zombies are just like also like we'll we'll chill on breaking down the door for a minute, you know, <laughs> we'll for like this. Ten minutes yeah, and like, like let you have your time. They're like uh, they're uh, not they're very not pushy zombies, and maybe it's because they're British. I don't know. It's oh like, man, yeah. uh, uh, the two, the other couple. Uh, uh, um, gosh, oh God. I'm blanking I on their, their names. names. Uh, but, man, those Sarah are Sarah and Harry Potter. Doug? He does look like, Harry, like Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> I think it's Sarah. Maybe those uh, are some. Those are some heavy accents, man. Uh, uh, those are some thick British accents. I could not understand them in in, in, in many. Parts. I, w- I guess I would just watch a lot of British stuff, so it's not that bad. I don't mean that as any sort of like. No, no, definitely it, not. It, 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 they it, definitely have accents. There's all sorts of you know regional accents. Just like here, it's yeah. David and Diane. David and Diane. Diane. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, David gets massacred. Oh my it's god. Fucking horrifying. It's, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> f- Obviously, you know he, he. The big thing there was that he was in love, into, in, in, yeah. in love with Sean's uh, ex girlfriend. Who's Becomes his girlfriend again. Yeah. And it's a really yeah. great moment. Yeah. yeah. And he's flipping out and he's saying, steps down. I'm so sorry, Sean. Fucking yeah, he gets in the lot. Just he was standing right by this window full of zombie arms. Yeah. And you fucking were asking for it. Dude. Yeah, now just, he, everybody yeah. was thinking it was gonna happen, and then it did. <laughs> it did. Oh Lots of God. great lines, you know. Uh, I, I always love fuck a doodle do. I still yeah. say that in my day to day. That's pretty great. Um, yeah. And uh, I think we've gone through through most of it, but I, I do like Ed's fate. 
Oh yeah, lovely. (laughs) There there is a a moment when they're sneaking around and getting on their way to the tavern where they run into um, a group of people that looked exactly like them. It's led by uh, Simon Pegg's co-star from Spaced. Uh, I forget. Everger writes TV show, and her name's Yvonne because they're like parallel but different. Yeah, Yeah. but weren't Yvonne and Sean? Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they? Weren't each one of them all? Like part of their own duo of lookalikes, or was it just the one? I don't know. No, it was a no. It's a whole group of yeah, the whole group. Yeah, 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 yeah they're all right. just like yeah. almost approximations yeah. of them. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like all right. Well, you know, don't join forces or anything. I think that's yeah. uh, about around that time is where we get the first like uh, fence gag of the Cornetto. Oh trilogy. yeah. For those who don't know, which you. No, this is part of a trilogy, the the, the Cornetto films, mm. uh, uh, featuring Hot Fuzz and the World's End. All great, yeah. um, but not. I won't go into them. But no. great kickoff to it. Um, all applicable for prequel sequel remake, by the way. So this, you're right, very yeah. very much so. And they're all special in their own right. But uh, uh, just so I could say it and point it out before we get to those, eventually, the color of this movie is red. Yes, the red Cornetto. The red Cornetto. Yeah, Sean yeah. eats one. Early Which are film. just drumsticks here, right? That's yeah, where, like you've got stuff. red on you and all that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the red tie and stuff. Yeah, uh, but Ed being turned into a zombie and at the en- at the end and being yeah. kept in the shed is just like a fun yeah. last scene. Yeah, you know? exactly. it's not all happy ending with more though. Queen. Yeah, yeah, more absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. of course, the whole thing does at the very last moment blow over, and the police come in and yeah. they blow all the zombies away, and very unceremoniously. Yeah, it's just like, oh, hey, well, it's like you know that runtime. You know, yeah, you gotta gotta wrap it. Up. I think it's yeah. it's a nice but it, ninety it works. minutes too. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's it's yeah. I'd go right. Uh, Overall, he's like incredibly, incredibly efficient as a filmmaker. Like every frame is somewhat meaningful, or like contains imagery that's relevant to later in the film. Like that's why his movies are so rewatchable. Is you just notice thing after thing after thing. There's actually um, a special feature on the Scott Pilgrim Blu-ray where like they'll point out like how ev- like references to everything. Like little pop-ups will come up on screen. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. it's awesome. Scott like, Pilgrim's awesome. That, yeah, um, Scott Pilgrim is not awesome. Not to put it in tears, but just man, the the Cornetto movies in terms of my Edgar Wright fix, nothing ever reaches those heights because oh. the cast. But man, yeah. him so segueing Scott- into an American. I don't think it's even an American film. I think it's like Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't Whatever, know. Scott Pilgrim's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, on, it's uh, on Netflix right now. Go yeah, watch it. Hell yeah. It's, um, it, that's another one of those movies that I can I can have on at any yeah. moment in time and just be like, yep, into it. <laughs> Great. Keep yeah. it going. Yeah, he's. I'm like, I'll, I'll forever be upset we never got to see his Ant Man movie. Um, but Baby Driver apparently is really awesome. I haven't seen it. Baby Driver's pretty pretty damn good. Is Kevin Spacey in that? Yeah, he is. But All right, I'll just have to. No, that's unfortunate. But he's not yeah. the produce alone. The, it was worth the it. Produce, I'm sorry, produce alone. Yeah, the produce alone. K packs. Uh, uh, Jamie Foxx fucking rules in it. Jamie Foxx and John Hamm. I know you like Hamm. I do like. Yeah, John, John Hamm. Hamm is a John Hamm is great. G- yeah. Maniac in that movie. It was it was a very entertaining movie. But yeah. no, about Baby Driver because uh, we're not talking about that. Shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, uh, I don't know. Obviously, I think we all recommend Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. and you're yeah. fucking daft if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. go like, go. Bloody hell. Like, <laughs> I, I would say, like, this is up there with, like, the best all-time, like, zombie movies and the best, like, horror comedies for sure. Like, you'd put that that up there with, like, Cabin in the Woods, uh, Tucker D- and Dale versus Evil. Um, Tucker and Dale is an awesome is movie. great. And I forgot about it. No. just brought it up. It's, Thank you. It's pretty sweet. Fantastic. Dude, just um, the, the oh, Dead sa- Snow. Dead Snow is another amazing horror comedy. Not familiar. Not familiar. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's a Nazi zombie movie done in German. It's great. 
I'll, I'll say it right here. I think Shaun of the Dead's better than fucking Evil Dead or whatever. <laughs> I it maybe. Are you talking about like all the Bruce Campbell ones? Or are yeah. you talking about like the reboot? I'm talking about. I'm talking about the. Oh, the I mean, all Bruce Campbell's yeah. in all of them except but, the reboot. Except for, like, well, yeah, I don't think he's in the first one. No, he is. No, the very first yes, Evil oh, Dead. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, oh yeah, yes. okay, okay. He's 100% in it, yeah. I mean, I, I love Evil Dead. I'm just saying, in terms, in terms of horror comedy. Uh, oh yeah, this is, Evil Dead 2 has really funny moments, but I mean, Shaun of the Dead is a funnier movie. <laughs> Showing Evil Dead 2 to someone who like thinks it's like you know they've heard Evil Dead their whole life and know zombies right. and chainsaw, and then you yeah. show it to them, they're just like, right. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like pretty fighting great. his own hand and like stabbing it all in a call to arms. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's schlocky in its own different way. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's fun, but yeah, it's it's. It's different. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's no Spider-Man 3, but... <laughs> no, it's no Spider-Man uh, 3. Never yeah. wound. Uh, but you can't kill. Uh, yeah, well... Well, uh, Desmond, as as you'd we're... recommend it. I'd recommend Spider-Man 3, and I'd definitely no. recommend... No! No! Shut Don't up. watch. Shut up, both of you. We were at a party recently, and someone said they loved Spider-Man 3, and I had to hold Who back. the fuck said I, that? What are your friends? Fuck, okay. Wait, let's let... Let's Don't let's fucking yeah. say that derogatorily yeah. like that. <laughs> number one. Number <laughs> He's my friend too. I you're my to you're my friend. Number two. I just two, wanted to say it that. I way. know exactly who said that. And I, I I vaguely remember. Uh, we we all jumped on that person's throat. Yeah, but, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor no, there. We're not, not talking about Spider-Man. We're talking about Shaun the Dead Boys. Yeah. Great. And it's great. Yeah. It's and great. Let, you know, you don't necessarily have to gush any further about it. I mean, more than anything. Yeah. Let's just get into the the cold hard meat. Hey, don't get too scared. You'll be in for us. You know. <laughs> Cause it's way to stick the landing, Des. It's, it's gonna be real scary from here on out. So you know, we're set that up and carry through with that spooky theme through the entire conversation yeah. and then bring it back around at the end here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so gonna be terrifying. You're gonna be so scared. Don't even worry about it. Get a blanket. Get, get your num nums and get your uh, little bo- little bottle of candy. You're your gonna be. You're gonna, yeah. It's, well, it's sugar already. All right. Well, um, Scott. <laughs> Scott, you know what is scary? Mm. Not supporting your favorite podcast. Wow. I know. Uh, I'm terrified even thinking about the idea of not supporting your favorite podcast. Yeah. Peter, is there some way? Um. Well. No. Nah, there is. Oh, um, yeah, ooh. no. I, um, Terrified me. For I know. That's a joke. <laughs> I was horrified. <laughs> oh, they're staring. I was very me. scared. Sorry. It's October. Uh, <laughs> it's, Thing, things are turning it's, orange. It's terrifying. Yeah, pumpkin spice all the way. Um, not really. It's it's fine. Um, but yeah, if you want to support the show, um, you can go to anchor.fm slash prequel sequel remake, become a listener supporter. It's kind of like a Patreon. You'll give us a monthly donation and um, it's at anywhere from $1 to $10. Really helps keep the show going. Um, if you're not up for that, um, prequelsequelremake.com, there's a big donate button right there. You can just directly give us any sum of money at any time. It could be $0.1. It could be $0.2. Just think about this way, like, how many fun size candy bars, you know, per hour should you spend that money on us instead? <laughs> I think the answer is yes, obviously, and it doesn't even have to be fun size. It could be regular size candy bars. It's only a couple of dollars, and you were just going to throw it away on the candy bar. Don't do that. Give Watch us, out. us instead. Watch out for the sicko who's giving out full-size candy bars at yeah. uh, Halloween. Yeah. Look out for that, They're They're, co- they're compensating for something. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you know what, Scott? Skeletons <laughs> in the closet, literally. If you Wife's want- skeleton in the closet. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is it a chocolate skeleton that's just like 
like uh, graham cracker bones. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds so, Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a Simpsons gag. Got a candy apple. Oh, Whoa! Got um, well. If you wanted to buy some chocolate covered graham cracker and support the show, um, go to prequelsequelremake.com. There's a button right there that has, says support. You press it, it'll take you to Amazon.com. You buy anything that trip, we get a little kickback. And you should definitely, definitely do this because you know you're buying things online. And yeah. so why I wouldn't things you just, earlier. just use the affiliate link that we provide? It costs nothing. It's just a little extra step. And it's a little tasty treat yeah. in your inbox. Yeah. I bought a pair of gym shorts that I know are going to be too small already. Uh, well, you're going to have to return them and then buy them again. Double kickback. This just keeps getting more Boom. and more interesting Boom. as I go Boom. on. <laughs> Boom. But yeah, if like if... Uh, I understand. I don't want to harp on the money thing. It really, it doesn't cost that much to make the podcast happen, but it does cost something. And we appreciate any support we get, um, even if it's just following us on our social media or leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. All of it's gravy to us, and we're so grateful for every listener we have. Thank you so much. And thank yeah. you from me also. <laughs> <laughs> I also said thank All right. you. Yes. All right, now we're just stuck the landing. That's the theme for tonight. So you stick that landing. Before we get into the meat of the show, there was one question that Peter posed um, that I think is right for discussion. Is this the greatest zombie movie ever made? I think it's up there. I don't think it is. Just if only because in the last 10 years, there have been so many really, 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 really good zombie movies. I'd say the most recent one that I think is 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 excellent um, because I did kind of tire of zombie movies for a while is Train to Busan. Hell yeah, Train to Busan! Uh, fucking check that, that one out. That movie is awesome. <laughs> they really did. They really did it up, and uh, and it also works in a way where it's it's. A, I mean, it is a zombie movie, but it's also about class and yeah. there's like yeah, exactly. so many visual metaphors, uh, family and, so, relationships. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like it's, it's damn good. You'll never cry while hearing the song Aloha Oi sung by a child as much as you will. Okay. In this movie, no spoilers. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I really that doesn't. That doesn't spoil anything. Uh, well, that'll get you right in the, the, the October mood. Uh, I, I no, it's not the greatest. It's no, up there. It's it definitely really is a contender um, for me. It's twenty eight days later. I love that movie. That, yeah. movie. that movie scares like, the motherfucking shit out of me. And before you smartasses ass right in and tell me they're infected, not zombies. Whatever. Shut up. It's, it's, <laughs> a, Shut it's a zombie up. movie. It's a. It's a it zombie. Is. Movie. Of course, it's a zombie it's movie. A zombie movie. No, it's, it's an infected movie. Get the, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, it's, it's dude, all, every zombie movie has different rules. All zombies it's are stupid. infected with the yeah. zombie virus. Yeah. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> End of discussion. Well done. Well done, Scott. And like Zombie Land would be charming if it weren't for fucking horrible, like dated effects. Oh, it's it's yeah. like it was a budget movie at the time, but yeah. it's I had like, to turn that one off. No, bad, bad, bad yeah. CGI yeah. blood and, and I didn't. Th- I didn't yeah. Well, I, granted, I didn't watch the whole thing, but the writing really didn't grab me. I was like, mm. well, there's that aspect yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I can't comment. I don't really. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, I was, it's fine. It has moments. I would never. Watch it again. But if it was on, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Like if I'd watch the Bill Murray part. Yeah, if it was yeah. on it's, and I was allegedly, you know, just packing bowl after bowl. And, Alleged, you know, full of cereal. Cereal. Allegedly. Cereal. Alleged. Uh, I re- Alleged. Uh, Captain Crunch and Simmons. Crunch. I seem to recall a story about Woody Harrelson like punching a guy during production. That, of that sounds movie. right. And fucking just saying like, oh, I'm filming a zombie movie. I'm super amped. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. All right, well, let's get amped for our prequels, sequels, and remakes. I just put a code on that with Woody Harrelson punching a guy. Uh, 
How are we going to match that level of intensity? Well, uh, I'm about to find out because uh, I handled the prequel this week. Oh! Yeah, I know. We're going to skip the whole song and oh, dance. Oh, oh! So, Peter, let's see, or rather, hear this prequel. I mean, you'll see, but no one else will. It's true. It's just for us. <laughs> um, title, Sean and Ed Break Some Heads. Tagline, Head to Theaters This June. Alternate tagline, now they've really got some red on them. Directed by Wedger Bright, an obvious pseudonym for Martin Scorsese. <laughs> hey, forget about it. Oh, man, that was the dumbest joke. I'm so happy I got it. <laughs> Synopsis. Morning. Sean is fucking hung over. He's so <laughs> fucking hung over. The worst hangover in your life? That doesn't have anything on the hangover Sean has right now. He looks at his right hand and it's bloodied and bandaged. He looks at his left and the phone number for someone named Selena is scrawled on it with one digit too few. Sean manages to crawl out of bed and just barely make it downstairs and sees Ed is performing step aerobics like it's his freaking job. Sean looks on in utter disbelief as his portly roomie gets his workout on. Ed wishes Sean a good morning and kindly asks if he remembers anything that happened last night. Sean closes his eyes and thinks. He remembers going to the Winchester with Ed after he and Liz had yet another stupid squabble. He remembers downing some dozen odd pints and that's about all he remembers. Unfortunately for Sean, Ed doesn't remember anything either. Lucky for him, he spent the wee hours of the morning vomiting so he's not hungover at all. It's true guys, if you're gonna cross the bridge into throw up territory, just throw up. Just feel better. The, the night, night before. Yeah, the night before. You'll feel better. There's times where I, yeah, woke up the next morning and I'm like, I'm glad I, I did really that. Wish I, I really wish <laughs> yeah. I, I've never, I've never pre, I don't think I've ever preemptively vomited. No. No. But no. I've definitely been at the point where like, I feel like I, I'm going to vomit and I think I'm just going to let it happen because you can fight it. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is loving this time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do. That's me. <laughs> Uh, it is, I apologize <laughs> <laughs> to reminding our listeners about vomit. vomit. Anyways, we're getting, vomit. We're, getting, we're getting all the bodily functions in this cast. It's just scary. Um, Spook town. Okay, so Ed's not hungover at all. Um, there's only one course of action. Sean and Ed look at each other dead seriously. Cut to a montage in that super cool close-up quick cut style Edgar Wright does when people get ready for things. They're so cool. Yeah. Sean and Ed spend 12 hours playing House of the Dead and then return to the Winchester that evening to figure out what happened on the previous night. They arrive and are stunned at what they see. The windows are smashed in. The taps are all broken. The jukebox is working fine. Sean, Sean and Ed rush in but cannot hide their abject horror. Who could do such a thing to such a pure place? The owner and his wife call the two friends to the bar. They fill them in on what happened the night before. After Ed and Sean were approximately six and a half pints deep, a group of soccer hooligans showed up at the Winchester. Noticing they were wearing the opposing club's colors, Ed immediately started talking shit to them. <laughs> Sean intervened and decided there was only one civil way to settle this. Drinking games. Cut to a lively montage set to tub thumping, where all sorts of drinking games are played. Beer pong, boat races, beer basketball, beer pool, beer swimming pool, beer football, and beer soccer, not to mention beer beer. 
That's the best one out of all of them. <laughs> That's such a the Homer Simpson game. That's such a Homer Simpson <laughs> joke. Um, after Sean and Ed thoroughly defeat the Hoog the Hoogalins, <laughs> Hoogalins. <laughs> defeat the and hooligans, ho hooligans. <laughs> defeat the hooligans at all feats of drinking, the hooligans run afoul, as hooligans do. They attack the two friends and start trashing the Winchester. The owners called the police, but they drove off before they could arrive. Sean and Ed are furious. Not only at the destruction of their favorite bar, but also because they don't remember their complete and utter victory in all sorts of drinking games. The owner says the lead hooligan was a quote, bird named Selena. He also gives a major crap for getting another girl's number while still dating Liz. The revelation stirs something in Ed. It wasn't a phone number, it was a license plate number. Ed has a photographic memory, I decided. And when they drove <laughs> off, he scrawled the license plate number on Sean's hand. This is their chance. Sean dials up Liz, who works at the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Agency in London, and explains the situation. That's the DMV. The, they call it DMV in the UK. It's always blows me away. Like, it's not called DMV in, like, Texas, right? Is it? It's like not. Is that a thing? I want to, or, or Albuquerque or something. Yeah. Al not Albuquerque. I have friends who live in Texas. New Mexico. I just watched yeah. Bear Call Saul. <laughs> nice. ABQ. Uh, Liz looks up the plate number and tells Sean that it belongs to a man named Joshua Michael, and that the address is a spot not too far from the Winchester. <laughs> uh, before Liz can warn Sean that they should wait for the proper authorities, he hangs up the phone. Another cool Edgar Wright getting ready montage. The two don helmets, grab cricket bats, and pump up the Reebok pumps, just as the music cuts out. Comedic timing, folks. Uh, Ed and Sean storm off to the location on a tandem bike because it's a funny-ass image, okay? Hell yeah, it is. Uh, while en route, they make references to obscure British pop culture just for the UK crowd because they know where their bread is buttered. They also stop and share a sundae at an ice cream shop. That's shop with two P's and an E. It's pretty adorable. The tandem bike arrives at the address. Ed asks Sean if he's sure it's the right place. He double-checks. They were expecting a flat or even a house, but they were not expecting a fish cannery, <gasps> which is where they can fish. Really now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ed wants to go in through the front door, but Sean spots a nearby fire escape and insists that they use that. Everyone uses the front door. They won't expect them to use the fire escape. One for dramatics, Ed agrees. The two climb the fire escape, and an incredibly loud alarm goes off the second they open the door. Kind of like how all emergency exits work. They're covered totally blown. Ed starts screaming quotes from Die Hard into the cannery below, but stops the second he looks down and sees what's happening. The soccer hooligans are there, of course. Sean and Ed accounted for that. What they had not accounted for was that 40-some-odd armed mercenaries and the pounds upon pounds of what appeared to be uncut opium on the floor in between them. It turns out that folks that will ransack a bar at the drop of the hat aren't the most savory individuals. Sean tries to smooth-talk his way out of the situation, complimenting the gang's excellent organization, as well as the obscenely large opium pile. They're not amused. The gang starts firing at Sean and Ed, who duck behind some barrels and crates. You know, warehouse stuff. Yeah. The hooligans bolt up the stairs toward them. Ed and Sean put up their dukes, but the hooligans kick the crap out of them. Sean's wondering what's wrong. They were able to stand their ground last night, Ed knows what to do. He pulls out a full bottle of whiskey from his back pocket and downs a quarter of it. Sean asks Ed what the hell he's doing, but just then, Ed blocks an incoming punch with his left hand and forces the hooligan backward down the stairs. Ed hands Sean the bottle. They can only fight when they're drunk. Sean downs the rest of the bottle, and the two friends get in their best drunken boxing stance. 
uh, three quarters of a bottle of whiskey for the folks keeping score at home. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, just chug whole bottles of it. That's healthy. Yeah. Um, she's like, you can die from drinking too much, folks. Yeah. No, I'm not endorsing Very easily. It. A, no, no, I know. Fictional movie. Yeah. Fiction. When you hear about some people, like, people's drinking games, you know, in their youth, she's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yes. Mm. Yes, Scott. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, a hooligan leaps from behind Ed and puts him in a headlock, but Sean is able to reverse bicycle kick him in the face. It's a bicycle kick going the other way. It's pretty badass. Another hooligan slides in between Sean's leg and punches him squarely in the testicles. Ed responds by curb-stopping the dude and caving his teeth in. The two high-five and make another Die Hard <laughs> reference or something. It's exactly what you described happening to Daffy Duck way back in Space Jam. He does. Uh, I think you, there's, there's a certain fatality that you're a fan <laughs> yeah, of. This is Peter's uh, finishing move. American Peter <laughs> X. Oh, oh, no. Why? Ah. Ah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Selena and the other hooligans have betrayed the gangsters. They lay dead on the floor, bleeding into the pile of opium. Selena complains that they've bled all over a couple thousand quid. You know, which is British for some amount of money. Money. Yeah. Some amount of money. <laughs> With me just, like, making fun of the accents, we're sounding more and more ignorant towards our British uh, It's funny, I have, like, a lot of British friends, and I watch a lot of British TV, but I've never asked, like, how much is a quid? Is it just a dollar? Or a pound? Or I don't know. I don't know. Some fraction therein. Someone enlighten me. I'm not going to quick enlighten quick myself. Quick offshoot. I hate to. Uh, yeah. But does anyone it. ever know? There's always that kid in your your high school or whatever who wasn't British but liked like Monty Python and would say like British slang. They'd be like bloody this. Yes. Or you know bollocks. It's just like, I knew that person. Noxious. Yeah. I knew I, that person. That person know. ate lunch by me. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was in a play with that person. Huh. So I wasn't cool either. Were you cool, Scott? Uh, yes. <laughs> you, I'm, you were I'm in her cool. first move. Uh, her, it's called her best move. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if you want to look up the, the movie, that's what yeah. you have to search. See an almost unrecognizable Scott. Yes, and... <laughs> a very young, very nerdily dressed me in uh, several scenes, actually. Yeah. Is that the Dylan Sabara movie? I have no idea. Is that it's the a, kid from Spy Kids? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes it is. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. A uh, couple thousand quid. Opium blood covered. All right. Back, back in here. Um, we really did like this movie. I'm sorry if this episode seems more disjointed. Um, we really like this movie. Um, I don't feel think it feels disjointed. Oh, Are you talking to the yeah, audience? I'm talking to the audience. Oh, I guess it's weird when you're looking at me. And yeah, well, I have to look at something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed and Sean stumble down to the floor and prepare for the final confrontation. Selena tries to reason with them, but has no idea they just drank an entire bottle of whiskey. Selena points a gun straight at Sean's face and asks him why she shouldn't just end him right there. In response, he starts singing the safety dance in its entirety. She repeatedly asks him to stop, but then Ed joins in. This dual singing of the safety dance confuses and infuriates Selena, and she fires the pistol twice in the air. She demands the two shut the hell up. Sean immediately starts the second verse of the safety dance again, and Ed joins in. Selena fires a round straight at Sean's head, but he dodges it with some sort of drunken spidey sense. Enraged, she motions over a gang of goons to clobber the two, but they are no match for these inebriated bosom chums, and they manage to take them out with relative ease. Enraged and out of options, Selena pulls a detonator out from underneath her blouse. Sean and Ed spend a moment staring at her exposed midriff, well, because 
they're very, very drunk and have forgotten all social niceties. <laughs> Especially since, you know, she's repeatedly tried to kill them both. Selena raises the detonator to the sky. She says the warehouse is wired to blow, and she'll do it without any hesitation. Ed and Sean look into each other's eyes. This could be it. Fade to black. Morning. Sean is hungover. Sean is fucking hungover. Sean is somehow even more hungover than the night before. After he somehow manages to get downstairs, he's surprised to see that Ed isn't anywhere. He pops into the kitchen for an Irish coffee in hopes of somehow slaying the beast. Ed walks into the kitchen and wishes him a good morning. Selena walks in and does the same. Selena kisses Ed on the cheek and exits the flat. Sean asks him, Who's that? Ed has no idea. He is also very, very hungover. Sean pours Ed his own Irish coffee and the two sit down to play more House of the Dead. Cameron pulls out to the backyard to reveal a disarmed bomb, a pile of katanas, and a moderately sized, albeit blood-soaked pile of opium. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! That's a good romp. Good fun time. Good, good old time. Uh, uh, Sean and Ed without the zombies, just you could see why Liz is just so fed up when it yeah. rolls around time yeah. for uh, uh, the original film. Um, well done, Peter. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the idea in that Pineapple Expressway where they just stumble upon crime. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, there's and, crime afoot. And, yeah. And, and and you know, Sean's an alcoholic. I mean, they're both alcoholics. They're both alcoholics. They, they drank get, an entire bottle of whiskey yeah. in like a minute. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, bad news. Yeah, that's bad. Bad news. Well yeah. well done. Uh, I'm glad Martin Scorsese signed on for this. He's a, yeah. He might be our most time director. Um, yeah. Next to Milton, Milton Bradley. Also McGee. McGee and Milton Bradley have popped up I twice. think there's two McGees, yeah. I think there's two. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hoogligans. What did I say? Hoogligans. 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 Yeah, what, what's this, what's, what are the stats? Yeah. Give us the meat. Yeah, come on. The, the, the real details. meat. Come on. What's As the, industry what's the in, scoop? people, yeah. we want to know the, the stats. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to TMZ. We're, we're, we're fucking talking <laughs> about the sleaziest Hollywood news. I'm hey. fucking uh, six pints fucking deep. I'm going to have <laughs> this guy over here basically supplement me and my glassy fucking drunk eyes ass. We got Chris Pratt on with. Rotten Tomato score, <laughs> critics 24%. Honestly, a story that seemed to be designed as wholly unnecessary felt wholly unnecessary. <laughs> Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Audience, 65%. The most realistic portrayal of drinking I've ever seen. Miller Lite, USA. Budget, $35 million. Expected gross profit, $80 million. Actual gross profit, $45 million. Trivia. Edgar Wright asked to have no part in this film. <laughs> Simon Pegg and Ed Woods... Ed Wood, oh my god. <laughs> Simon Pegg and, 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 Ed Wood. and Nick Frost spent eight weeks blackout drunk in order to prepare for their roles. The crimes they committed will be the subject of another feature film. A documentary. And that's it. Yeah. That is it. Good job, Peter. Well, yes, a good job for me. Well, if you guys are out there listening to the show, you know what time it is now. We did the prequel. <gasps> We're going to run right into that sequel. All right. And before we move to that, I just want to say, doing a prequel to the uh, movie where it goes down in that movie isn't easy. Yeah, I, liter so I literally was like, I'm just going to have cool stuff happen and have them not remember it. 
Great. Yeah. yeah. So it's not addressed in the second one. You could put him in fucking Waterworld and I would have accepted it. So. <laughs> world, right. world doesn't need another Waterworld. Yeah, There's always already been one. I don't see the, like, need a, what the point would be to have yeah. another one. I got have Sean give birth to an active volcano. It's mega crossover right there. <laughs> Me- mega crossover. Mega, yeah. I mean, but then you know, origins, origins. E- episode three, volcano. I was just uh, saying, I was a goodie. Thinking about Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and there's a little crossover there. Who raised Lava Girl? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. So, wow. moving right along, now we're on to sequel, which, sequel, which yeah. is, uh, is, uh, is not that? by no, it's not. No, by it's me. not. It's not by me. Desmond, it's do you know who it is? I don't know. No one walks faster than I can. I'm the bat. I fucked that up. <laughs> So it's Desmond. It's Desmond. Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So uh, what have you got for us? Alright. Uh title From Dusk Till Sean. Which is one of the joke titles Edgar Wright and uh, I think Simon Pegg had come up with yeah, either that or Night of the Living Ed if they were to do a sequel. So I just fucking took it because that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's great, great name. Message um, success. Yeah. Tagline This Valentine's Day, aim for the heart. Director, Edgar Wright. Following the events of the first film, Sean, Simon Pegg, and his girlfriend Liz, Kate Ashfield, have reconciled and are living in their London flat, along with Sean's zombified best friend, Ed, Nick Frost. Life has slowly resumed to normal after the zombie outbreak. Schools have reopened, people have returned to work. It's almost like nothing happened. Sean goes back to his old electronic store job, albeit all of his co-workers are dead, but with a new sense of purpose and responsibility. He makes the best out of it, while Liz seeks new employment. Her employers were also devoured by zombies. Liz one day stumbles upon a marketing job offer at a company with an extremely blood-related name. Something like Vessel, Vainco, Blood Cell and Sons. I don't know. No, Vain, just do Vainco. But Vessel is spelled V-E-S-S-Y-L. Yeah, no, gotta do the Silicon Valley one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, vein is just like V Y N somehow. E- wow, yes. yeah. yeah. Show me those veins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meeting the qualifications, she applies and gets an interview. Liz is interviewed by an eccentric company owner, again, with a name so on the nose, like Vladimir, Caspian, Aether. There's no way this fucking guy isn't a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know. You fill in the blanks. No, maybe. no. He should be. Yeah, a, he yeah, absolutely. Be he's, yeah. he's got that giant forehead. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Blade is vampire. I'd go Idris just for the British factor of this uh, whole thing. Oh, oh that's true. But ooh. it could and, be. And, it could, and come on. It could be Idris. Idris, yeah. Idris would be a badass vampire. Both are great. Well, he'd be uh, a badass most. One of them's completely wasted in the MCU, so you decide. Uh, He acts characteristically sexual, as a vampire would, but not overtly creepy. Liz destroys the interview and is hired on the spot. Liz informs Sean on the amazing news, and he is delighted and supportive. They decide to go out and celebrate. Liz sweetly suggests they bring Ed. The three go out to the now-rebuilt Winchester to eat and drink. No one bats an eye at the chained-up zombie Ed. It's normal, I guess, at this point. Liz tells Sean about the new job, and he jokes that they sound like vampires. She invites Sean to a work event the following weekend to meet her employers and mingle with the other staff. Time comes for the mixer, and Sean is in shock at how right he was about the fucking vampire thing. (laughs) Liz assures him it's just their style, but Sean accidentally stumbles upon a vampire feeding orgy while trying to find a bathroom. (laughs) In shock, he finds Liz, and the two leave immediately. Liz's boss sends the company vice president, played by Tom Hiddleston, or 
someone else British and vampire-like. No, that's perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. You'd be a great vampire. They send Tom Hiddleston after Liz and Sean to kill them accordingly. Sean and Liz barricade themselves in their flat and look up every vampire repellent technique in the book. Tom Hiddleston vampire breaks into the backyard shed, mistaking zombie Ed for Sean. He's grown slim from lack of human flesh. Tom Hiddleston vampire goes to suck Ed's blood, guzzling down what little he can muster. Being that the blood left in Ed is tainted, it effectively kills Tom Hiddleston vampire, who bursts into flames and screams. Ed then awakens anew, albeit in vampire form. He breaks into the flat, startles Sean and Liz. Sean then enthusiastically greets his once again sentient friend and advises he definitely take a shower, like immediately. (laughs) Yeah. After the necessary bathing, Ed, Sean, and Liz converse over beer. Ed shares what it's like to die, much to the couple's horror, (laughs) and be a zombie. He thanks Sean and Liz for keeping him around as long as they did. With no time to lose, the three devise a plan to hunt down Liz's employer and destroy them, him, them. I imagine it's a pod of yeah, fucking vampires. No, good. Before they can take over London, because plan. Yeah. During this time, the issue of Ed's nourishment comes to play. Insert a very hilarious scene of Sean coaxing an innocent person to come home with them for Ed's feeding. Hilarity ensues. They don't go through with it, being that it would make them no better than Liz's employers. This culminates in Sean and Ed raiding a blood bank. Ed soars through the clouds with Sean in an awesome display of his zombie powers. He offers to turn Liz and Sean into vampires, but Sean declines. Liz discovers the location of the blood rave happening. A blood rave happening. <laughs> the blood rave. <laughs> so like, this is the one. Bring the a one. Pepsi can, kids get uh, and have off. Um, Did anyone ever do that? No. No, blood I never raves? Had, no, bring a Pepsi can yeah. to a theme park. D- yeah. Oh, yeah. The Coke can or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. did that one time. Did they honor that? Like, was it? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't knock off much. Fucking. <laughs> you're saying it's still ludicrously expensive, but you know. It's like three bucks or something. They gotta, they gotta make them rides run. Yeah. You know, price of admission. Yeah. Liz discovers the location of a blood rave happening. Yeah, think Blade. That her employer will be in attendance to. They send Ed to the shindig to kill the boss, but Ed ends up having a pretty good time, enjoying some blood and dancing. This prompts Sean to enter, where he gets lucky and intercepts the boss in the restroom. It is there he tries to stake him. The boss looks at Sean unaffected, then rips a window curtain to reveal a full moon. He bats Sean away, and he flies across the room. The boss squirms in pain and slowly transforms into his true werewolf self. The werewolf chases after Sean. That's awesome. (laughs) Tearing every vampire in his way to bits. Sean is backed into a corner by the werewolf when Liz comes behind him with a Winchester repeater and fires a warning shot. Burn in hell, you piece of shit. The werewolf shortly thereafter goes back to his business and mauls Sean to death. (laughs) Liz loads her silver bullet and kills the werewolf. She cries over Sean's mutilated corpse until Ed comes and bites Sean's neck. With enough time left, he transforms Sean into a vampire. Sean awakens, and the three head home. Three months later, we see everyone doing well. Ed is moving out to get his own place, Liz is a frequent blood donor, and Sean is happy to have his best friend back. The two friends turn to bats and fly off into the night to goof off. Liz watches them happily, then turns around. The yellow thriller eyes fade in over hers. We hear Vincent Price laughing. The end. (laughs) 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 And ding! Good job, Des. Yeah. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, is that the second time you've used the yellow thriller ride? Have I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thriller, I yeah, you definitely used it once before. Just at least. To, because I own it. like thriller. <laughs> uh, for sure, because I was like, oh, no, yeah, I've got to find the perfect uh, thriller music to throw in there. Dun, and, dun, uh, dun. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. Yeah, but you yeah, know, it's badass. It just the only thing that's missing needs a Frankenstein and a mummy. And, uh, uh, I, I mean, was uh, actually yeah. definitely thinking, <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know where I'd put like a sarcophagus in there. And Frankenstein's fucking dumb. No one's favorite's Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Yeah, but you could for the threequel. Uh, uh, yeah, you could true. definitely do that. But I thought that's cool. Frank and Sean, and and I like I like it. And another extreme ending. Sean's a vampire now. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, we can group with Ed being a, a, a zombie at the end. And you had to get Ed back into play. I was stoked yeah. off of that. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score eighty five percent critics. Oh, what? Nice. It was well received. It was funny. Edgar Wright, you know, give it his all. You know, uh, there you go. Yeah. Forty seven percent audiences. Oh, Ugh, a fun concept and a gory good time. But do these comedy sequels ever really thrill? Also, everyone's arc was kind of over in the first one. That's just me talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, budget seventy-five million. Expected gross profit one hundred and fifty million. These numbers are arbitrary. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> but actual gross profit two hundred million. Nice. It's a sequel to one of the most popular horror comedies ever, and the Six Flags Discovery Kingdom Shaun of the Dead Water Spooktacular <laughs> is a fantastic tie-in for the kids to get excited over an R-rated property. And that's it. This is well thought out. Yeah. As a promotional strategy. Absolutely well thought out. Uh, yeah. Well done, Des. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cord in my hand so I can clap. We love it. We love it. <laughs> All right. LA. So. <laughs> Going down, down LA. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You should see fucking Andy Kaufman introduce that, that music video. Whoa. We have a good one for you, folks. In oh, right. <laughs> we love it. Well, we, uh, you guys, so if you're listening out there, you, you know what happens in this show. We, we rough and tumble a little bit loose around the lips. And, uh, is this uh, the part where we talk about politics? No. At length? Never. No. Never. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we are not going to do that. But what comes next? We do the prequel. Right. We do the sequel. Right. The name would suggest. Now, I'm I'm not going to go out on a limb and, and say that it is, but the name would suggest that we do remake after that. And I just want you guys to weigh in on that, sort of you know talk politics and you know weigh in on that. And uh, so you what know. about your political satire? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah. So the the remake would would seem to be the next logical step, right? And the remake this week is by our Desmond Ports. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Desmond. Okay, All right, Desmond. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sure hope you wrote it. Uh, uh, con air of the dead. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to see where this is going. Uh, I've said too much. Uh, copy, All right, well, copyright been... Peter Scott and Desmond. Con air of the dead. Thank you very much. Copyright Peter Scott and Desmond. This was, you know, we were doing go up to this door and talking about ring the bell and it's trick or treat. Well, that was a little trick. <laughs> and uh, we we're going to trick you good. Thought it was going to be Desmond again. Go to hell, it's, Scott. It's, it's, oh it's not. It's, it's a treat. Comes Halloween. Here. Here. Comes Halloween. Right down, down Halloween way. Halloween. 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 Halloween.
it fell apart so no, quickly. No, it was good. And our resident Scott Hanshu is coming in with remake territory. I feel like it's been a while since you've done a remake, so I'm excited. It probably has. I've been, uh, you know, dodging the responsibility for a little while. So remake's fun. You'll yeah, like yeah, it. You know what? I did. I had a lot of fun with this one, um, and it was it was a chance to do something a little different. Ooh, just we a, love just, it. Just a little different. Oh um, God, there's going to be a lot of <laughs> similar notes. Um, all right. Shaun of the Dead and the Electric Astro Spooktacular Bomberman 5000 <laughs> UFO Rama Drama. What? <laughs> Tagline one Sean is fucking dead. <laughs> Tagline two Who is this irresistible creature with an insatiable love for the dead? Directed by Rob Zombie. Oh. oh, Sherry Moon better be oh, in there. Oh, she, yeah, she better. Well, she kind of has to be. Anyway. Yeah. Sherry Moon, call me. <clears throat> no, call me first. But no, don't. <laughs> don't, don't call don't, any of us. Don't call us. <laughs> we love our girlfriends. Yes. We're going to leave it at that. We can call Sherry Moon zombie. If can, nothing wrong with She's that. not going to call. She's not going to call. She'll call now. She'll call now. <laughs> Shut up, Desmond, if I ever heard one. Let's get going. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, let's, uh, <clears throat> Scott. As dawn breaks over the Texas mountains, an RV is parked alongside a densely forested section of road. After snapping a picture of the sunrise, Ving Rames, as played by an unknown actor, no relation, <laughs> lowers his camera. Damn, that's beautiful. His wife, Jennifer Lawrence, played by an unknown actor, no relation, blanket snugged around her shoulders and sipping a cup of tea, sidles up to Ving. It sure is. She says... Ving then looks intensely at her. I love you, Jennifer Lawrence. They exchange a tasteful kiss and return to watching the sunrise. But the good times are not to last for long. A young woman stumbles out of the Texas woodlands, disoriented and dirty. Ving and Jennifer attempt to console and hydrate her, but she's just too out of it. Slinking up from behind is a very dirty white man with long straggly hair, Otis, and a massive, creepy, clown-shaped clown, Captain Spaulding. Oh, nice. <laughs> Otis draws a weapon and fires it into the air. I hate to put a damper on this fucking spectacular morning y'all are having, but we're going to be needing this recreational vehicle you got here. Nice job, baby. The disoriented woman, now dropping the act, is revealed to be Baby, Otis's girlfriend and Captain Spaulding's daughter. As played by Sherry Moon Zombie. Yay! Who giggles and says, I fooled you two real good. <laughs> and draws her own weapon on the happy couple. After a good deal of yelling, weapon pointing, threatening, and inappropriately sexual behavior, the trio, collectively known as the Devil's Rejects, steal the RV and hold the family hostage. Also inside the RV were a couple of kids and a weird uncle sleeping. But they're very awake now. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Otis and Baby are yelling at each other about their operation, which currently details gathering the corpse of their mother who was recently killed in police custody. I told you to go left, you fucking idiot. Fuck you. It's a fucking cemetery. It's not like there's going to be a fucking billboard for it. You never fucking listen. After a bit more shouting, when Otis pulls over to look at the map, Baby storms out and grabs the dirt bike off the back of the RV. You Baby burns rubber and peels out, middle fingering her way down the road. The RV is awkwardly silent for a while as it trundles along the highway. 
We're fucking here. Otis mumbles as he takes the exit towards the cemetery, crashing right through the front gate at full speed. Cut to Ving and the weird uncle digging up a grave at the gunpoint of Captain Spaulding. So, uh, you guys like clowns? They don't respond, and soon after, they hit shovel to casket. With some difficulty, they pry back the lid and reveal Mom Firefly, only partially decomposed. Spaulding calls Otis out of the RV, who keeps Jennifer at gunpoint. Oh, hi, Mama. Good to see you again. All right, boys, hand her up. Fuck no, man. I ain't grabbing onto no dead body. Captain Spaulding leans down real close to Ving. What if I said, pretty please, with fucking sugar on top? Ving and the weird uncle look at each other and then hoist Mom out of the grave. Otis then speaks. Great work, boys. Thanks for digging up that grave for us. Oh, uh, one more thing. Otis and Captain Spaulding then unleash a volley of slow-motion gunfire on Ving and the weird uncle, who collapse into the grave, dead. Jennifer screams. Shut the hell up! Now grab that shovel and bury your dead husband and brother. And stop fucking crying! Shaking and near inconsolable, Jennifer collapses to the ground. Captain Spaulding sighs. Ah, hell. Let's just fucking go already. And picks her up. Further down the road, Captain Spaulding is trying to give Otis relationship advice. You just have to learn how to listen to her, that's all, man. Yeah, well, maybe I would if she wouldn't act like such a bitch. Don't you fucking talk about my daughter that way. She's my baby, too. Oh, yeah, I keep fucking forgetting that. (laughs) Whatever, maybe you're right. Of course I'm right. I'm a fucking clown. And you know what? You're going to need her for the ritual, so you better turn this fucking RV around and go get her ass back. I bet you anything she's with her no-good ex. Ah, that fucking vegan prick? Fuck! Otis nearly tips the RV, flipping a U-turn at speed, and floors it. Cut to Baby sipping tea in a quality hammock on the back porch of a very nice woodsy home. Clad in a nice sweater, Robert sticks his head out of the sliding glass door. Hey, uh, I was just gonna heat up some of this vegan lasagna. You want some? It's really delicious. No, I'm not hungry. Robert exits out onto the porch and sits next to Baby, putting his hand on her leg. Look, uh, you don't have to go into it, but if you want to talk, I'm here for you. But also, if you want to talk about other aspects of your life other than your hetero relationship to a man, we can talk about that as well. (laughs) Sometimes I just really want to focus on my painting, but then I worry I'm going to miss torturing and murdering. Baby, you should do what makes you happy, even if it's irrelevant to the plot. (laughs) Then Otis walks up onto the porch. Well, 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 right back into his arms. Fuck off, Otis, you don't own me. Excuse fucking me, but before you stormed out, did you remember what we were in the middle of doing? The ritual? I've been out all over town pulling this shit together while you're kicking back drinking fucking English breakfast. It's actually a yerba mate. Fuck you, Robert! (laughs) After a lot of yelling and hassle, Baby agrees to return for the ritual, and Robert is hustled onto the RV as well. After driving around for a while, they park in front of a spirit Halloween store and decide this is the best place for the ritual. <laughs> are are, are uh, uh, Otis and, and Spaulding played by Sid Haig and uh, Bill Mosley? Is the yeah. same dude? Yeah, oh, same hell dude. yeah. They're making another one right now, right? Yeah, I, I heard about that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and write this anyway. Cause, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 No, it really I'm does. I fucking see that movie when it comes Yeah. Out. I yeah. love those. Yeah. Yeah. 
The crowds inside the store are unfazed by the devil's rejects dragging hostages through the store because they think it's part of the display. They goof around and take turns putting on the various prohibitively expensive and, frankly, difficult-to-wear masks and spooking each other real bad. Just good fun scares, posing for pictures and such. Captain Spaulding loses track of the kids in the costume section and terrorizes patrons of the nearby ball pit crashing around looking for them. Otis and Baby get down to business in the conveniently set up and thoroughly witchy witch animatronic display area, complete with all sorts of weird insignias and the ground and black lights and... Anyway, they lay down Mom's body and tie down Jennifer next to her. Then, you know, they, uh, candles or something and <laughs> say a bunch of weird stuff and sacrifice Jennifer to bring Mom back to life. Mom's eyes peel back open to reveal very cloudy, dead eyes. Robert looks upset by what he's just witnessed. You know, if it's cool with you, baby, I might just leave. Suddenly, Mom bolts upright and bites under Rob's neck, blood <laughs> spraying everywhere. He screams a very gravelly scream. Uh, Mom, wait, stop! Zombie Mom whips around to Otis, growls, and lunges towards him. Otis struggles to keep the zombie Mom from biting him. A small crowd is gathered, and they're watching the act take place, mostly for Snapchat. Right. Captain Spaulding returns and pushes Mom off of Otis, firing his sawed-off shotgun at her, but she darts into the crowd. Screams are heard. Suddenly, Robert sits up straight and bites Otis on the arm. Ah! Now Rob's a zombie! Hey, I just got that! <laughs> Origins. Baby then kicks Rob Zompy off of Otis, who then latches onto a nearby child in a Luigi costume, because apparently it is just that easy. <laughs> Zombies, both real and costumed, begin to pour out of the spirit Halloween store. The Devil's Rejects realize the situation is getting out of hand, and they attempt to flee, only to be met by a full squadron of police when they reach the front door. Apparently, crashing around the state and committing murders is the way to get police on your case. <laughs> In a very long montage set to Send Me On My Way, played in its entirety, <laughs> Otis, Baby, and Captain Spaulding shoot at the cops, who unload a literal fuck ton of bullets back at them. Movie ends on a strange, ambiguous still frame. Critic score! Oh my god. That's it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh my god. Oh boy. Wow. Um, <laughs> You, you set to be the tone of something, and you achieved it very, very well. Um, if you haven't seen The Devil's Rejects, see it. It's great. Don't need to have seen Sean is dead to no. fucking get that. <laughs> Sean is dead. But you, you might need to see Devil's Rejects. You might have to see it. That's fine. Which is better than The House of a Thousand Corpses, in I, my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah. Actually? What? I, after having gone back to House of a Thousand Corpses, I actually didn't think it was as bad as I thought it was the oh, first time around. Okay, I thought it was actually pretty good. Like, and there's actually some legitimately cool parts of the movie. Yeah, the overall, some really funny parts too. You know, a lot of Rob Zombie's movies. Are, you know, by the way, I've, I've listened to Rob Zombie since I was a, a wee lass. Yeah, so you regular. Know, uh, you know, it, it holds wow. a certain place in time. Uh, you know, it's it's not like I'm just you know the diehard fan or anything, but you know, it's it's it. It just always reminds me of this time of year with the, you know, the, just the spooks and the I, fun uh, scares. I don't yeah. even like all of his movies, but I kind of like him and his whole thing. It's like, you know what he's into. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I don't know. There's this like childish quality. It's like, you're just like playing with your toys, like making yeah. these 
just make it the things you want to make. I don't know. I kind of yeah, yeah. like, no, I I, like yeah. it, too. I think Devil's Rejects is a really good movie. I like the um, Halloween remake, too. Not um, always received so well. So let's see. Yeah. Critic score, 33%. More violent shock rock trash from Rob Zombie. <laughs> Not sure what, if anything, has to do with the original beloved film. <laughs> Suffers from a complete lack of John Leguizamo. Still made for good J-off material at times. Uh. Squidler Dixon, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Squidler oh, <fuck> me. <laughs> Audience score, 60%. Fucking love Zombie Man. Been a fan since 1965. Yeah. Woo! User Hellbilly69, AOL Instant Messenger. Budget, $5 million. Got a sweetheart of a deal partnering up with the Spirit Halloween store. <laughs> Tons of free, standard-quality Halloween makeup. <laughs> Expected profit, DVD sales. Actual profit, DVD sales. <laughs> trivia. Be the first to write trivia for this film. <laughs> <laughs> and that is fucking it. Ah oh, man, great job, Scott. Well, Hilarious only, about yeah. Uh, uh, I definitely have had nightmares about Captain Spaulding. Oh, that dude's man. fucking terrifying. Sid Haig is <laughs> a creepy, creepy dude. Sid Haig never thought he'd have a career past like exploitation films in like the late seventies and early eighties, and then and, got this like resurgence with that. And yeah, now he's in exploitation films in the. 2000. Yeah, and then he's back doing the same thing. So, yeah. I, but he had a role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, okay. um, unique to him. But yeah. Uh, well, I think that was another successful episode. Yeah, I think it went uh, pretty smoothly. You know, aside from all the things that you know didn't. Yeah, it's it's kind of a backhanded review, man. Well, maybe it was a backhanded episode, Peter. Did you consider that? I mean, honestly, no, not really. Hey, uh, Scott, <laughs> little question, buddy. Shoot. Uh, what's with the portal that's uh, uh, man- manifested behind you? Oh, this? This is the uh, portal Maxima? Yeah, that's a really good starter portal, you know? There's a <clears throat> whole dog and pony show at the dealership where they you know throw all these features around and the add-ons at you, but you just really got to harp on your safety rating and your good gas mileage and... I mean, that's really all you need in a, in a good, solid starter portal. Yeah, sure. That's all fine, Scott. But uh, <laughs> why is that portal even there? I mean, to be frank, once you have a nice starter portal, you just sort of take it everywhere. You know, it's like a Game Boy Vance. Yeah, okay. Uh, hey, Scott, uh, you think you should turn that portal down, maybe? Look, Peter, I appreciate your concern. <laughs> But I did some pretty extensive research before activating this uh, portal. So, I am a responsible portal owner. I've never portaled drunk. Or even portaled buzzed. Okay? You know, because portal, dr- buzz portaling is, is drunk portal. Uh, sure, Scott, but I mean... <coughs> oh, fuck, man! Watch it all the smoke! How does this seriously get fucked with the microphones? Greetings, us of the past. Uh, wow. We come to warn you of a premonition. A premonition. A premonition. Premonition. Hey, uh, so are you guys us? I am not you. But I am you in the future. Oh my God, it's future Scott and future Peter. Wait, where's future Desmond? Hey, yeah, where's future Desmond? You are dead. What? What? 
Yes, in the multitudes of boundless timelines, you are always dead at this point in time. Well, um, how did I die? It is better that you do not ask. It is on the toilet. Ah, jeez. Yes, it is always on the toilet, but it is in a variety of different ways. Well, I guess I'm just not using the fucking toilet anymore. Uh, Desmond, <laughs> you have to use the toilet. Nah, man. I'm only fucking with buckets from now on. Ugh. And bowls. Hella fucking bowls. Ugh. I, I don't think... I'm, I don't know if that's gonna work, Des. Actually, that might work. Yes. Go with that plan. Fuck yeah. Hella dump buckets. But that is not why we are here. Yes. The premonition. The premonition. Premonition. That, I mean, guys, I, I know you're from the future, so I don't really want to split hairs here, but since you are, you know, us from the future, shouldn't you already know what the premonition is? That is not how premonitions work. Not at all. Hey, look. Over there. Yes, over there. Look! Beware past us. The premonition is coming. Yes, beware the premonition. Premonition. Beware. Premonition. You guys kind of skimped on all the details? Yeah, um, uh, why, why are we bewaring a premonition? Shouldn't the premonition be telling us about the thing we should be, uh, be wearing? Guys, I think we're missing the big picture here is that I got a fantastic deal on this portal. 